0: This is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. Oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode,
1: Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. They were teasing this movie in a way that made it seem like a heist.
0: Providing insight. His dance is just excellent. So graceful. Commentary. He shot it all on a green screen. You can't do a pickup. And conjecture. He has found himself in a world turned upside down. And now, (laughs) Gutterball. Nice countdown.
1: Ahoy. Ahoy, Bradley. How are you? Ahoy, hoy? Uh, ahoy? <laughs> I know I'm good. I believe, I believe it was ahoy,
0: hoy, and the response is ahoy. Why do you think that? That is what Alexander Graham Bell, that was his suggestion for the protocol of making a telephone call. So two ahoys and then an ahoy back. Yes, so your phone would ring, you would pick up the phone, and you would go, Ahoy, ahoy, and the person on the other end would say, "Hoy!" and that would signify to both parties that, okay, the connection has been made, you can hear each other, and then you would proceed with your conversation.
1: You knew you were on the good internet
0: if you could get through that little bit of protocol. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right. Okay. And of course, ahoy, ahoy, at least for me, is made famous by the Simpsons.
1: I don't know it. I just said it. I don't know any of
0: this. Yeah, because in there is an episode, and this is back when, you know, in what now would be considered the early days of The Simpsons, even though it was like season, probably like season eight or ten or something at the time. But there's the, the episode where Smithers leaves and Mr. Burns figures out how to do things for himself, like answer his own telephone. Terrifying. Don't give that man
1: that kind of power.
0: Yes. And so... uh yeah, he was very proud that he knew how to operate the telephone. The phone rings, and he picks it up, and he goes, ahoy, hoy. <laughs> Which, at the time, I just thought that's just a funny, weird right. thing for Mr. Burns to be saying. like Kind of random. They just threw it in there to yeah, be ahoy, silly. Hoy. But then, one day, years later, I came across this fact. And I'd always said, ahoy, hoy. Like, I had picked that up. Sometimes, if I'm feeling a little you know, jovial, the phone would ring, I'd, I'd answer it. Ahoy, hoy. So it stuck with me for whatever reason, which is why I was attuned to it. And I immediately recognized once I once read that this factoid about Alexander Graham Bell and his suggested uh, protocol for the phone was to say, ahoy, ahoy. Which, of course, makes sense because Mr. Burns is like so old. He was probably, you know, in his late 50s when the telephone was invented and had to like, you know, read the manual and the suggested uh, protocol. This newfangled technology,
1: yes. But so, but ahoy started out as um, a naval term to signal other ships.
0: So right, it's, it's mean, a very it was,
1: seafaring term.
0: We yeah, have, yeah. Maybe here. that's where Alexander Graham Bell got it from, right? His time in the navy, or was he know, in the navy? Do you know that? I, I don't know exactly. And I'm, I'm going to not violate the cardinal rule this early on and just start googling things. <laughs> <laughs> and I, we just devolve into reading Wikipedia for the next half hour. I but admire your uh, your commitment yes, to the art. My, you know, as you said earlier, right before we started recording, it's the first time for everything. There is so not. So we have two first times. I'm not googling it right off the bat, and I'm on the good internet from the very beginning. So I'm still the cloud, Brad. Yes, the cloud. The. the It really irritates me. The cloud. No one understands the cloud, as they say in the trailer to Sex Tape. Sex Tape. Sex Tape, starring Jason Segel and Cameron Diaz.
1: No, uh, no Lindsay Lohan in that one, or I don't think so. James Dean with two E's.
0: Nope. No Kim K. So, sex. That's an actual movie. It's an actual movie. It was the comedy, big time Hollywood comedy from not too long ago. End of last year sometime I think. Maybe it was from the summer. I don't know. And Kim I'm Cattrall, so fast now,
1: It does. Kim Control is not in that movie, is what you're saying.
0: Um Kim Cardassian. 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 <laughs> She's not a Cardassian. She is not a Cardassian. Well she might be we well, don't know. Because sometimes they do this weird cosmetic shit to do like they, blend in as humans. They've do they really that. do that? Yeah, in Voyager, that was one of the things. There was a character on that show, which was actually Bajoran, not human. See, four minutes in and and we're talking about Star
1: Trek, though. Let's face it.
0: So all of
1: the gains that we made by having the good Internet and not Googling (laughs) shit, right? We just lost (laughs) by being four minutes in and talking about Star Trek and not
0: even good Star Trek. Right. Anyway, Kim Kardashian. Who? That's who I meant. Not Kim Kardashian. Who may or may
1: not be of a different race than yes. the rest of Well, she is yes. married
0: to Kanye, right? That is true. Self-admitted alien, I think. Some people like milk and pizza. Some people like oh. Cardassian women. Yeah, milk and pizza. How about milk and tacos? I mean, no, no, you don't want
1: greasy meats and milk. I mean, I get it. I guess, like... Maybe the what milk
0: you, cuts through the grease somehow? What
1: if you I mean, what? Well, what if you're <laughs> what good eating thing tacos, you right? You're it.
0: eating tacos. It has the ground beef in there as <sighs> is traditional taco and then you know you're drinking your milk and there's a little piece of ground beef now floating in your milk. What do you th- I think you throw the milk away. <laughs> I think I think you burn the whole house down. <laughs> I mean you don't
1: get your little strainer out and pour the milk through the strainer and take your rubbery little piece of beef
0: and throw it in the garbage I don't know. because maybe you do, right? The whole thing maybe is. Maybe what you do is you maybe you do that, you have tacos, you have milk, oh. and then you're like, you know what? I couldn't finish this. I poured too much milk. The milk is only halfway drunk, but now I'm too full. I ate too much tacos. I drank half a glass of milk. I'm gonna pour the Rest of this milk back into the carton. How warm is it at this point? How many tacos have you eaten? I've eaten three or four. Milk (sighs) is still pretty cold. However, we don't know what what meat might be in there at this point. No. But I pour it back. But then what you do, right, when you go to pour the milk this next day... Then you have a special strainer attachment that actually goes inside the milk carton. Right. So then none of that stuff will actually go out into your glass.
1: You have a little chinois on the the spout, the milk spout. Yes.
0: Not that I know what a chinois is, but it sounds good. I like it. Well, it's very fine. It's a very fine sieve. It's very, and yes. it's conical. It's shaped. It's it's conically That's shaped. It. That's it. So now, when you're done. With the milk carton, you can like kind of open it up all the way and see what's left in there. What prizes? See, it depends because you know sometimes there'll be a carrot. Mm,
1: You know the beautiful surprise. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just that you can keep you can keep a carton of milk for I don't know, like two weeks, can't you? It stays good for two weeks,
0: doesn't it? Probably because it's now, it's like so super ultra pasteurized. It's right. completely inert it's in dead. every way imaginable. It's dead, quote unquote, food. Yeah. But, but that little
1: piece of rubbery ground beef that's floating around in there, that's not dead food. That will rot.
0: Yes. Searching. So
1: the rot will spread into the milk. So even though you're straining it out through your little milk chinois. hmm. Mm-hmm. The beef's rot has spread now. So you got to be really. So I think there has to be well, a, a Shinwa event on the way in and on the way out well, just to be a safe. Doubt,
0: a Shinois on the way in might be nice. That might be more logical. However, I would say that's the corporate America paranoia co- talking where we're too afraid to have a little bit of rot in our milk, whereas milk is supposed to have a little rot. It, it gives s- it a nice flavor bouquet. That's the natural way to do it. Some unctuousness. Yeah, exactly. So you you need that, right? I think I think um, you know we've lost an art of having milky unctuousness, uh, milky rot. Yeah, yeah. Now it's all it's all ultra pasteurized. You know, individually wrapped cheese slices. Well, think about this McDonald's, for a second. McDonald's chicken nugget land. We're so obsessed with.
1: You know the danger zone for foods, right? They have to be, you know, keep things below forty degrees or above whatever, a hundred forty degrees, right? Anything yeah. in between there, danger zone, danger. It's gonna rot. Well, guess what? Milk isn't below that threshold or above the top end of that threshold when it's in a cow's body, and then you go squirting it out. You know, it can but sit it's around, still
0: alive at that point.
1: Yeah.
0: How long is it alive for once it comes squirting out of the teat? Well, that's when you immediately goes from the teat to the pasteurization process. But it didn't used to. My point is what happened, right. you know, 120 well, wow. years ago. You got it. Well, you, you'd you squirt it out and then you'd have like a day to drink it, probably.
1: But a day what? At room temperature? And that's yeah, the other thing. Saying. Milk doesn't need to be refrigerated <laughs> anymore. Like you said, it's
0: inert. It's dead. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be refrigerated. Well, you yeah, you see some of that milk like, um, like I see milk in the store that, well, one, it's come it comes from like some so far away part of the country, and then two, like its its date on there is like two months away it's like february it's like this is good till april like that's actually a thing now granted it's not with your everyday like store brand milk but they have these special milks like yeah stony brook farm is one of them right. stony brook farm
1: i Something. feel like i'm saying that
0: wrong I think
1: you're confusing Stonyfield it. Stonyfield Farm with the workplace of a former co-worker,
0: perhaps. Yeah, I think I am. Yeah, it's Stonyfield Farm, which is like, oh, it's right. like it says super organic made right. or whatever. No, whatever. But again, I guess because there's this one farm that does this, or this one whatever conglomerate agricultural concern right. that does this. Horizon and, is another one that does. Yeah, it. Horizon is another one. I. that's oh, it's ultra pasteurized. Ultra dead. Deader yeah. than dead, which lets them ship it all over the country, and it can keep for months. It's like it's been dead,
1: it's come back to life as some sort of like dairy zombie, and then been killed again. Can't in possibly the come defense, back. It
0: still can go bad after a couple months.
1: Yeah, how though? Like it's not pure plastic. Even if you, even if you keep it refrigerated, but I guess I don't know if once you refrigerate it then you have to keep it refrigerated, maybe? I don't know. Why would that change it?
0: I'm I'm not a food scientist. I can't answer that. And do you think... Now, this has relevance
1: for us, because the dude, when he was making his white Russians, there was some debate as to whether or not he was keeping his half-and-half half out at room temperature. Yeah. And we had uh laura in particular was pretty upset by that she found it very disgusting i
0: definitely find room temperature milk to be about as disgusting as 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 anything it's pretty bad granted that's just some cultural construct that i've been indoctrinated into that i perhaps need to open my mind imagine cow temperature milk like straight out of the udder that seems even
1: worse Yes. It's closer to our root. It's where we should be going, I guess. It's it's more natural. But that just seems terrible.
0: With with all this bioengineering, they'll eventually be able to, like, you can just have a cow udder, like, in your house. Right. You can just, like, attach it to your ceiling or something like that. When you want milk, it's just constantly generating milk. The AI will figure that out. Your trash, your leftover food, it can then, like metabolize that and make more milk it's right. a it's a very rudimentary digestive system and udder. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to like you know there, there'll be a little like fecal tray that you have to swap out every week or something
1: which will just be like a little like schmear you just kind of wipe it out
0: yeah and you can probably reuse that for something too but then you can just get the milk out of there whenever you want, fresh, right, from the artificial, nah, I mean, it's not artificial, I mean, it's an no, actual it's biological udder, but just doesn't need the rest of it. We've created know? some some strange, uh, yeah, entity here. Six million dollar udder. Well, and the AI First is going to figure that out. Six million dollars, the second one only costs 20. <laughs> million? No, 20 bucks. Nice. So much is are going to cost to get installed in your home. It's got to be scalable so that's important
1: and I don't know if it should be on the ceiling because you know not everybody's 6'8
0: well they could again biologically engineer these udders to hang down from the ceiling to like <laughs> hand level you could it's just like, have kind of a... like one of those like beaded curtains but just of like long udders <laughs> you could fill the room with them
1: so they're kind of slapping you in the face as you mm-hmm. walk through the room
0: yeah it's that of medi-like. be the style of the time probably it's like, uh, hey, let's uh, go for a walk through our utter room <laughs> while we listen to this uh, Tibetan throat yodeling. You want to
1: go in the utter room? Oh, <laughs> the utter room! Oh shit! I like it. We got to write this down. Utter rooms.
0: The future, man, it's gonna be awesome.
1: It's gonna be utterly awesome. I can't wait! Damn it, I did that. I'm sorry. Gonna be utterly amazing. I sh- I quit. You're in no, charge good. from here on out. It's good. It's good. It, <laughs> it was not, good. It's not. Two terrible so, puns in a row. Do we have any revisits? Um, I got a couple revisits. Um, now, but before we move on, though, half and half is half cream and half milk. True. Right. The cream rises to the top. I think. Um, you squirt the milk out. Doesn't the cream go to the top? Cream of the crap Yes, you but when it's it in off. a
0: carton, I don't know that it separates like that. No, it's all it doesn't. Been somehow homogenated it's together. Been, maybe it's I ultra really pasteurized
1: and homogenized. That is a word that they put on the carton. I think you're absolutely right, but I mean straight out of the udder into the bucket, the metal bucket with the handle. Yes, the cream goes to the top. So is is one or the other of those more stable, or everything just has to be ultra pasteurized and killed?
0: I would like to pass on this question, please.
1: Okay, we'll see. Ya. We'll see in Double Jeopardy then. All right, we can move on. I have a couple of revisits. Um, did we? Um. So anyway, no poblano.
0: Yeah. You're going to bring that out.
1: Well, I know what your deal is. You know, you, you kind of let Siri do what she's going to do. <laughs> so, and I appreciate this, because what you're doing is fucking with the AI that's slowly taking over. Right. And may have already taken over, but you're fucking with it. So maybe that's the solution. Give it little, like, false information once to in a while. Make sure it's never quite smart enough. Can't be too smart So when Siri tries to correct your words, when you text me these things, you don't re-correct it. If she corrects it into something crazy like, no poblano, you just leave it, and I really appreciate that. I'm going to start using that, but I'm going to slur it a little bit so people aren't sure if I'm saying problemo or poblano. No poblano. Wait a minute. Did he just say poblano?
0: Yeah, this was actually an I believe it was an autocorrect. It was not actually a Siri. This wasn't uh, but, a voice like, voice to wasn't, text. It wasn't voice to text, but No, it's enough. still though. Still. I think you're right, no poblano. I so since I accidentally texted that to you last week, I've used it 3 times in real life. Excellent. Did anybody notice or question it? No one did. Strangely I, enough. I, I think, think they just they not no one pays close enough attention, right? Well, or or they do, but it just seems right. Yeah, or they're just like, oh, he just kind of misspoke. It's not worth mentioning. I I don't know. I think they... After weeks of hearing me repeatedly say no poblano (laughs) instead of no problemo. Or the fact is, like, it's just so stupid and it's such, like, a dad thing to do. Yeah, it's it's Now that I'm almost 40, It's an it's like, Jesus Christ, that guy.
1: It's like making an utter pun, you know? They just, they get it at this
0: point. That's... That's your shtick. That's that's the level. Right. Right. It's there's something about yeah, that's the level that you've somehow sunk to. As yeah. you've risen in age, you sink in <laughs> level of humor. Yes. You have children, you've been
1: married for a while, it's just it's all gone. So I think people hear it, they understand what you're saying, and they just pass it off as like you said, dad humor.
0: The last thing they want to do is encourage me in this endeavor. <laughs>
1: right. Do not notice it. Don't make eye contact.
0: Yeah. Walk slowly back out of the room. Mm-hmm. Walk slowly away. Yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, with a child that starts uh, tantruming or whining or making a fuss, right? Like, you, you just want to ignore it. You don't want to feed into that. Right. They're right. just trying to get attention. Right. So don't, don't give them that. Don't right? give it to them. Same don't. thing. He just said, no, Poblano, I am not going to acknowledge that. We're going to nip that right in the bud. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But it's uh, apropos because the dude says no problemo in this episode. Or in this minute, I should say. After Jackie comes back.
0: No problemo, man. man. Yes. Jackie comes back after the dude has been tiptoeing about. (laughs) Tiptoeing about. And kind of like... Quickly yet slowly jumping back into his chair. He's got to make it look casual. You know, you got to mm-hmm. sit casual. Right. Fly casual. But the problem is
1: his eyes betray him. He's got crazy eyes. Last minute, Jackie had the crazy eyes. This minute, the dude has the mm-hmm. crazy eyes because he knows he's, like, on the verge of getting caught.
0: Yeah. And he Everyone looks over. gets a time oh.
1: with the crazy eyes. And then he's like piercingly looking over there. Oh my god, I'm so fucking casual right now! You know, he's giving himself away. He makes with the... Wasn't that Life Aquatic? Didn't Bill Murray have the crazy eyes when Esteban got eaten? Um, He's got the crazy eyes. I don't quite
0: remember that in that detail.
1: Mm. I think he did. I probably wouldn't,
0: wouldn't argue that.
1: I I have this down. I feel like we talked about this, but maybe not the awkward notepad rip. Didn't we talk about that?
0: Um, I don't think we talked about it in the way that to your satisfaction. Last time we did talk about the notepad rip to to some degree, but there's probably some left on Earth there. Well,
1: <sighs> well, there's. Let's face it. There's two notepad rips. Jackie rips the initial page off. Mm-hmm. And I just can't... What's the phone down? You listen, uh, I mean, I guess I can understand if this is how you're going to do things, where you put your your left middle finger down on the right-hand side of the notepad just after you lift the corner of the top sheet of paper up with your right hand, and then you rip... I guess I can get that, but I just, in in our culture, especially since we're a very left to right society, that's how we write, mm-hmm. that's how we read, it just seems opposite, and I don't know where Jackie would get this from. Does that make any sense? No, I think so. I like can it's, it's kind of, it's backwards, it just seems backwards, doesn't it?
0: Well, I mean, I think he's trying to juggle a lot of things, so he's going unconventional here. He's drugging the
1: dude, he's making some penis sketches.
0: Right. He's trying to make penis sketches, talk on the phone, you know, hold a phone up to his ear, make a sketch, rip a page off. He's trying to do all this stuff, and he, he only has two hands. Right. So it's when he had to start getting creative.
1: Yeah. I guess I can get behind that. But sometimes you have to improvise, right?
0: Exa- improvise. There you go. That's exactly the word. Okay. Right. The thing that TARS could not do. Right. Supposedly. Or CASE. Or K- CASE. K- or they're KIP.
1: Pro- they're programmed. They can't Even improvise. Even though they
0: seem like they were capable of improvisation to me.
1: Seems like we saw a lot of improvisation. You know? Reinforcing themselves. Like bracing themselves inside the ship as it was like slamming around. Catching the humans. Mm-hmm. Different modes of... Disabling the autopilot. Disabling... I mean, come on. What's your trust setting at? Lower than yours, apparently. Fucking TARS. (sighs) You just depressed me a little bit. Because TARS is not real and doesn't live with me in my home.
0: Not yet, at least. Not yet. Now, at least, you have something to strive for now. It'll make you feel young again. Good. Well, well, I'm striving
1: for my movie to win a prize in that film festival too
0: oh yeah how is that going
1: i think i have the most votes and i'm still the highest rated when does the voting close it says sometime on or
0: about march (laughs) (laughs) this is some serious business serious in other words We will close the voting as soon as Adam's movie is not the top-rated one. (laughs) We're just waiting. We're just waiting, because we definitely don't want to give this asshole the prize. (laughs) On a long enough timeline, his survival rate will drop
1: to zero. We just gotta wait it out. If this is the last time we do this film festival, that's fine. We can wait five years, ten years, twenty, doesn't matter. Could be something like that. But it's going well. It's going well.
0: Let's uh, let's put the... Should we put the link in the show notes again?
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Did we do that last time?
0: We did it last time.
1: I don't know if... I think you got to wait. I don't know if any of these votes count. They have to shortlist the movies, and then maybe you vote. So they... All these votes may have been for naught.
0: Oh, I see. This is just kind of like the here's some things. The voting is just a... A a meaningless uh, trinket. It's a meaningless... for a video on YouTube. It's a
1: meaningless trinket now, but once they put out the shortlisted movies, I don't know how many there will be, five, ten, I have no idea, Mm -hmm. then the public can go and vote, I think, and it actually means something. But I don't know if any of these mean anything yet. So, yeah, I think it's very YouTube-y, which is unfortunate. Because I read through the rules again today. And, uh... Yeah. All for naught. I had one other... Revisit. I swear we talked about this too, but... The way Jackie says, Dude. It's very condescending. That's all. I swear we mentioned that.
0: What's the whole sentence there?
1: Um, I'm
0: trying to remember exactly which one this is.
1: It's right before he says... I want mine. Where's Bunny? Mm-hmm. I know you're mixed up in all this, dude. He just kind of wraps his mouth around dude in a way that
0: puts me off. Right. But again, it's it's subtle. It's right? very subtle. But that's what uh, you know. That's what being an actor is all about. You're you're okay with putting these subtle things out there that no one's going to notice, except perhaps subconsciously.
1: Yeah, because yeah, because it's, it's a on, thing of beauty. On one hand, he he is using the preferred nomenclature. He's referring to the dude as dude or the dude, which the dude prefers. But he's just putting a little dig in there. He's putting a little dig because he knows that he's fucking drugging the dude right now, and he's gonna kick him out on the street.
0: If I uh, can't find your money, uh, what's in it for the No, oh, Of course, there's that to discuss. At a refill? Yeah, a poke shit in the woods. Ten percent Is That all right? Mm, okay. Done, Jackie. Uh, I dig the way you do business, man. So do you think you... So I've been having doubts about whether or not he drugged him from the beginning. What do you mean? Well, What's his point of doing that? It's like, you know, those 80s movies where they had truth
1: serum. It's supposed to, like, loosen the dude up and force him to tell the truth. Right? I don't even know if that's a real thing, but...
0: Well, if that's why, but except the dude says the story about it's at Larry Sellers' place. Right. Um, Jackie Treehorn is incredulous. He does not believe that that is true. You're saying and then he drugs he drugs the second drink and then he gives him that second drink like it's almost like punishment like mm. you're fucking with me I'm going to take you out you want to play hardball I mean I don't know right again like so many things in this movie it's hard to interpret what people's motives are with doing with doing various things but that's an interesting theory Bradley it's a very interesting theory
1: that had not occurred to me dude
0: Because if he's not believing that it's actually at Larry Seller's place, 15-year-old kid, right. He wouldn't want to maybe give him enough to knock him out. Maybe if this is truth serum, he'd want to continue loosening him up more. How, well,
1: how long does it take for truth serum to kick in? Can we get the deal? And, like, so here's another issue I have with that theory is that he fakes this phone call, right? Okay, you got to interrupt me while I'm in there because I need to give the dude some time for the drugs to kick in. Well, we don't know, right? But that—that's always what I assumed. Why else would he do this fake
0: phone call? Penis sketch. We don't sketch? know if the phone call's fake. He's pretending to write down, and he's sketching a penis. I don't know if he's pretending to write down. I think, like I said, so my interpretation is always like he just sketches penises idly. I'm sure he does. I agree with you. He's an idle penis sketcher,
1: but I think in this instance, he is putting on a show for the dude. What information is being conveyed here? He's faking this. He's letting the drugs kick in.
0: I'm not going to say that that's wrong. You can't. Neither of us can know if it's right or wrong. I'm just saying I don't know, yeah. Excuse me. I, you know, after last week, like last week I was with you, this week I'm not. You're you're not on board anymore. I'm I'm not completely on board. I kind of have one foot in that board and one foot on another board. I'm kind of balancing between two boards here. I got a foot in each canoe, as they say, down south. You could be in
1: trouble. These canoes might go in different directions. You're going to have to choose one eventually, maybe.
0: Oh, without a doubt. I may be eventually, uh, rendered into two. Splitting in half, huh? Like, mm. At least, like, dislocate a, a femur or something.
1: Yeah, or strain your groin. Mm-hmm. Groin strain. Jackie keeps these pencils very sharp. David Reese would be proud of these pencils. Maybe not proud, but he would appreciate the effort. He could do
0: a better job, but decently sharp. Yeah, I can never find a sharp pencil in my house. No. We have literally 70 pencils in jars on the desk. How many are sharp in our kitchen slash, slash living area? Shit area. Yes. <laughs> that everybody has. And none of them are sharp. <laughs> it's like, hey, Dad, I need help doing my homework. Sorry. And then it's like, all right, let's grab a pencil. Oh, wait, there are none. Let's use the pencil sharpener. And you have to uh, Don't do you, even get me started do you own, on the pencil sharpener.
1: Do you own a pencil sharpener?
0: Well, just the kind. So we have in the past have had the electric kinds, but I don't yeah. know what's happened to those. So really, right at this point, because we're too lazy to go out and buy something else, we have the little, like, just the little plastic thing uh, that you put the pencil in.
1: Those, I usually go through half a pencil before I end up with anything resembling a satisfactory point.
0: Oh, no, that's exactly it. Like, it'll never be sharp. The very least, the very most it can do is there's a little bit of blunt lead exposed so you can at least meet the bare requirements of writing. Like it's not just wood touching paper, there is a little bit of lead there, right. the most minuscule amount you know that you would need to make actually make a mark that's what you have and usually and you have to then resharpen it about after every sentence you write
1: and then usually, anywhere from two to four or five times, like a tube of the lead or the graphite actually like falls out like you've mm-hmm. taken too much off now. And it's just a cylinder of graphite sticking out from the wood, and then it just breaks off somewhere and then, and then falls out. Yes. That happens two to four times. Yeah, and you end up with a little nub that's not even sharp anyway.
0: Right. It's hard to do. We had a, in our old house, we had one of those like Installed in the wall? School <gasps> sharpeners.
1: See, those had potential. Those could be used to good effect. sometimes. No, they worked
0: really well. It was the same, you know, yeah, and it was like in, in, it was like, uh, you know, screwed into the side of the wall. That's amazing. You could go up and turn the crank. You could smell the little shavings. Yeah, and it would take just, you know, a little bit of time, a couple seconds of cranking, you'd have a really flipping sharp pencil.
1: Very nice. And it had those... Like double helix, like DNA-shaped. Yeah. Like uh, trawler. It's like a
0: weird (laughs) M.C. Escher-esque geometrical impossibility.
1: Almost, yeah. Or like the thing from Total Recall that would chew through the rocks. Yes. Uh, Very very much like that. nice, Nice and sharp. And then it was always a... You always felt really proud of yourself when you got to empty it. Well, I get to nance around the classroom for a little bit now. I have a very important mission. I got to yep. empty this goddamn pencil sharpener. And you know, how one of those sharpener. at your
0: home. You could do that, that any oh. you wanted. Whenever you were feeling down, you, you could, could just go empty that pencil sharpener and feel good about yourself. Feel fucking good. You it could sharpen
1: perfect. pencils that maybe didn't. You could dull them intentionally and then sharpen a bunch if you felt like it.
0: Mm. Mmm. Those were the
1: days. Those yeah, but you know, days. they just don't kids these days brad they don't have the same experiences they'll never know the the joy of smelling
0: pencil shavings like that yeah well they just got well, chromebooks <sighs> at my kid's school they got what paper's gone it's all ipads it's all chromebooks actually here chromebook oh eh, yeah it's chromebooks google classroom It actually is pretty, it's a pretty nice, well-oiled logistical machine for dealing with, uh, you know, those types of uh, activities.
1: Yeah, it seems good. We're just being nostalgic, I guess. It's probably for the better. I think technology, Brad, I go back and forth on this a little bit, but I think technology, I'm kind of in Jackie Treehorn's corner here. It's mostly for the better. I think it mostly makes things better and I'm thinking about movies now in particular because, or any, any media for that matter, for instance, this stupid podcast, whatever this is, 10 years ago, could we have reached the listener in Scotland? Maybe, right? Maybe would it have been easy or likely that that would have happened no, what about 20 years ago? Absolutely not. No way for a couple of fucking amateurs like us to have a global reach. The listener in Australia, you know who you are. Would we have been able to reach that listener? No. South America, I mean, come on. You can make a, you can get your movie funded. Sometimes it's not easy. By reaching out directly to people who would want to watch that movie that you might make, mm-hmm. this is a thing that didn't exist before. I think it's mostly good. I mean, I know there's concerns about isolation, uh, a lot of hate spewing, but there's always been that stuff.
0: Well, it's just another phase, right? Like it just like with all of this technology, especially you know, what I might call the, um, I don't know what, right? This new culture that we have that we're trying to figure out now that we have, you know, mass internet adoption throughout the globe. Mm -hmm. Like it goes through, it just goes through phases. It's all just growing pains. Right. And so yes, there's this issue with, um, you know, harassment and hate online. And without a doubt, that's really bad, but that's, So it doesn't mean the technology is bad, it just means we have to figure out as a society how to deal with that, and we're working on that.
1: And I just think the hate has always been there. But just like it's easier to disseminate um, our idiotic ramblings about a movie now to anybody who cares Mm -hmm. to listen, it's also easier to disseminate hate.
0: Right, and you can do it while remaining anonymous. Anonymous,
1: right, so it's not face-to-face.
0: So you can just... Not only is it not face-to-face, but, like, your whole identity could be just shrouded, right? Create a dummy Twitter account. Right. Or even, like, some of these apps, like Yik Yak. Yik yak, yak. Which, if you've... I don't know if you've heard of that one yet, but... I have. You know, that's been causing major mayhem on multiple college campuses. Right. So... Major mayhem
1: and general disturbance. And Admiral... Akbar Monkey times. <laughs> yeah major mayhem he's up to no good
0: dr octopus uh,
1: um my uncle who wasn't really my uncle he was my step great grandfather is that how you would say that my great grandmother's husband but not blood she remarried right yeah i guess that's what you so would say step great great grandfather and um so my great grandmother I didn't know all through my childhood. I don't know if I ever told you this. Um anyway, I'm writing down this thing here, but I she was called Auntie? That's what we called her. Auntie. Oh hi Auntie. So she was my as far as we knew, she was my grandmother's sister. That's the little story they were playing.
0: But really, it was your grandmother's mother?
1: Correct. Okay. Correct. And as, I, I think I'm getting this right. My mother will probably have a word or two to say about it, but even when my grandmother was growing up, she was unaware that who she thought was her sister was, in fact, her mother. Okay. So this was, you know, the 20s. I guess that was pretty scandalous. Right. Because her mom had her out of wedlock. Right. So that was bad news. And so my grandmother grew up thinking that (laughs) her grandparents were her parents and her mom was her sister. Yes. And then that lie just made it down through the generations. And so...
0: Well, by the time it was to you, was that a lie or was it just like... Not a lie as much as it was just, that's the nomenclature at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Like, if you discover one day that your brother is actually your father, let's say you discover that today, you wouldn't be like, hi, Dad, let's go play catch in the backyard. It would just be like, that's a weird fact about my brother. He's technically my father, but
1: I'm still going to call him bro. He couldn't have fathered me at the age of three and a half.
0: But you know, so what there's I'm a, saying.
1: I know what you're saying. But no, it was it was lies because and this is where it gets a little weirder. My grandmother's husband knew this before my grandmother did. Mm. And then he kinda he kinda let it just live on. Even though he knew the truth. And then my dad knew before my mom. And my mom is the daughter of my grandmother. So my dad married in. But then he knew. He knew first, too. The men knew because the men were more important. They're the deciderers. Right. They were able, men to men, communicate this. They can understand it. These poor women don't really know. And so... I finally, and I don't know what possessed me, because we would always talk about my grandfather and his mother. She was this woman who started this program taking inner city children out to, like, the woods in the Poconos. I grew up in the Poconos. Mm -hmm. So she had this program, and over the summer, they would, like, go to the farm and, like, you know, I don't know, mow grass and, like pump water from a well. Look, it's not all about cities and, I don't know, some sort of, like, character building whatever, getting right. people out of the cities. and it was first of its kind, and she was kind of a deal. So we'd always talk about that side. One day I was just like, who, wait a second, who is Graham's mother? And my mom had just found out, like, a week or two before, uh, and she was like, "Well." You know, auntie, (laughs) that's your great-grandmother. But unfortunately, she would live half the year in Las Vegas and half the year in the Poconos. And she was on a a Vegas stint at the time. And she was really old. And she got her leg cut off because it got something wrong with it. And then she died. So I never got to see her.
0: You never got to see her afterwards, you mean?
1: Right. Knowing that she was my great-grandmother.
0: And kind how of a, old were you when this happened?
1: Seventeen. I mean, all, up until that point, it was. I mean, it was happening the whole time. Right, right. <laughs> but then when I finally found out I was seventeen, that's like, damn. That would have been nice to know. Big difference between great grandmother and like, mm, great aunt. I don't know. No, true. She always had apple jacks and butterscotch discs for us. Maybe they would have tasted a little more delicious, knowing they came from my great-grandmother. Maybe not. Don't know, but these lies that we tell, weird. What, at one time, is horrendous that needs to be covered by all these lies, changes. Right. It that just would, becomes
0: a, a regular, like...
1: Life situation. Part of life, yeah. <laughs> right. That would not be a big deal now, but... Not so long ago, 80 years ago, 90 years ago.
0: It was unthinkable.
1: Unthinkable. So much an so.
0: entire castle of lies had G- been yes. erected. Castles of lies.
1: Generations caught up in a web of deceit. I don't know why I got started on that. I don't really remember where that came from. Doesn't matter. I got a reflective surface note here. I might actually have one. Okay. I hope. I hope. I'll call it the hooded camera operator situation. And we actually get to see it twice, maybe twice. This is right after Jackie leaves. So, right towards the beginning of this moment, we cut back to the dude, and he's standing up to go over and look at the pad. Mm hmm. Just as he stands up and he does his little two-step over, if you look behind him in the window, you can see the dude's reflection, but you also see this cloaked, hooded, I'll call it a figure. And what I think this is, because the camera and the dude in the window are pretty much in a straight line here, and his reflection in the background, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. I think
1: Mm -hmm. they have covered the camera up with like a black sheet so it kind of blends in with the trees and the foliage outside in the background. But as the dude starts walking towards the camera, you see that shape start to move.
0: Yeah, and it's really weird because you kind of feel like... Well, because there's so many things happening. Like, the dude starts to move. The camera moves. The, the reflection camera then moves, moves. But you're right. It doesn't look like it all is the same thing moving. Right. Like, it seems like that moves before, like, right before the camera starts moving. And also, it's just not moving the same way the dude is. So, it is weird. It's very disorienting if you look at it. And it's hard to say for me. I mean, the reflection does match the movement of the camera, though, if you really look
1: at it. The camera starts panning and dollying at the same time. So, I think that kind of throws us off. It doesn't match the dude's movement. I mean, his reflection matches his movement, but that cloaked, humped shape back there does match the camera movement. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And then right after that, I got I got two in a row here, and then a third, we cut to the dude. And what's weird about this one, and I just noticed this right now as I'm talking it through, but we crossed the 180-degree line here. So as the dude... Stands up, we see the reflection in the background, Mm -hmm. he starts crossing the frame, and he's moving from right to left, and then we cut to a close-up, and he's looking, now he's moving left to right.
0: Oh, well, is it 180 degree?
1: It is, it sure is. Think about it. We, we, We cross to the other side now, but it works.
0: That's because I don't think it's technically a 180 degree break.
1: It is. Look where he's looking. He's looking over to the hallway down which Jackie just walked, right? So think about it from above. The camera is over here on this side, looking at the dude's left arm, we'll say, right? Because we can see Mm -hmm. all of his left side. Now when it cuts to the close-up, we see his right side. Now, I will grant you that His eye line in the close-up, I think, is what makes it okay, because he is looking right to left. Like, he's looking to the left side of the camera. So I
0: think that's what makes it okay. It's kind of like, it's not... uh, Because, I mean, the whole point of the 180 degree rule is... It's eye lines. Yeah, and you can't switch, so something moving right to left... Then you're moving left to right, like if were like, you that know, in a football happen. game, right? You can't just switch to the other side of the stadium, right? You can't do that.
1: But and that's what they have done here. But I think the eye line sells it.
0: Well, I think what they've done is they've done done close. I think they've taken it as far as they can. But really, what they have here, it's it's more like a ninety degree angle. They haven't gone to that other quite to that other side. See,
1: I completely disagree that. No, they have. They have moved the camera completely to the other side of the dude's m- motion, you know, the way he's walking. Now, sightline-wise,
0: maybe he's they get away with it. The, no, you're right. They do. You're right. You're right. I but, take it back. But I just, don't know why. It's not disorienting and just flows. It does just flip because it's his eyeline. When you cut to this close-up,
1: he's looking to the left of the camera. I think that's what sells it.
0: Yeah, I mean, when I'm the reason I guess I'm saying yes, they've broken it and is because his body is shifting from one side of the frame to the other and then the cut that motion is now reversed. Exactly. Exactly. So it is a break. It's a break. You're right, it is they, a break. They broke that rule
1: depending on how you look at it because Jackie leaves we cut to the dude still relaxing in the couch. He's looking over towards the hallway down which Jackie just walked, but he's looking to the left of where the camera is. And then as he stands up and does his little two-step, he is still looking to the left of where the camera is. Left, left, left. And then when we cut, they break the rule, we cut to the close-up, he is still looking to the left of the camera. I think that's why it's okay and they got away with it. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's kind of crazy. They probably realized, like, he's going to look down the hallway. We either have to, like, you know, dolly over and show the cross. Like, you can cross the line as long as you show that happening. Or you cut to, like, a front-on shot and then over to the other side. There's ways that you can get around that. But they didn't want to do any of that shit. So they figured the way that they can get away with it is just make the eyeline consistent. So I,
0: excuse me. This happens so quickly. It does. It's hard to tell what's happening. But I think I'm going to take back what I said on about this break because his body shifting. Because he, this is what I was thinking. It's not in, in the one shot, his body is moving toward us. It's moving directly toward us. It's not moving right to left or left to right. He's looking down that hallway, and as he's tilting his body, his head, his shoulders are just moving toward us. In, in and in what? The when he gets shot, up off the couch? That shot? He jumps off off the couch. Yeah. He moves down to look down the hallway, and then he's peering down the hallway. Yeah. As he's peering down the hallway, uh-huh. his body is moving toward us. It is not. It's moving left to right.
1: He's leaning left to right. He's looking just to the left of us, but he's leaning left to right. He's not moving towards us.
0: In the first shot, his, eh, I don't know, it's too hard to tell. It's It's not. It's right there in front of you. You can look at it. Well, I mean, I can't really tell my difference between right and left, so that's really hobbling me. Some people
1: have a problem with this. You mean my problem
0: of right and left?
1: Yes, that problem. It's a real thing. I'm aware of it. Some people very close to me have a problem t- determining their left from their right and
0: vice versa. Yeah, I'm I'm in that camp as well. Yeah. It's so, not like you don't
1: know, but it's just like, if you have to quickly say, point to your right, maybe you won't be able to. Or, yeah, I would okay, not be
0: able to, I can't do that.
1: You're giving I, somebody directions. Okay, turn right, left. R- no, right. It's like you don't. I mean, if you think about it, it is kind of an arbitrary system. I don't know. If you turn around, it changes. That's a little weird, isn't it?
0: It's very weird.
1: I mean, think, who came up with this stuff? It's insanity, man. Anyway, they're breaking the rule here. They're breaking the rule. Sort of. Sort of. They're breaking the rule with the motion of his body, but not necessarily with his eyeline. They, they get to be a little loose with it mm-hmm. because there's no other character in the room. He's just looking towards a hallway. Mm-hmm. As long as they keep his eye line to the same side of the camera, I think that's why it plays nicely. I'm going to stick with that. I'll make a little
0: diagram for this. We'll put it up there. Make All a little right, sketch. Let's, let's diagram this out. Let's, first, we need to get the blueprints of this house. I think you could... Probably get that. I mean the name of this house I forget its name already. The Hearst
1: something mansion. Hearst Reynolds? No. Uh, No. Something. Hearst Romstein? Romstein?
0: That's closer.
1: I don't know. It's something like that. It's easy enough. It was in the last show notes, I think.
0: I think it was two show notes ago. Hard to say.
1: Isn't it just the Hearst Mansion?
0: Could be. How come it's like impossible for me to find it. anyway, whatever. We don't it, know what it is. It
1: who cares? We,
0: it's a something mansion.
1: We're shockingly bad at this, even after two and a half years. Uh, I've got um the Sheets Goldstein residence. hearst Ramstein, Sheets Goldstein. It's pretty close. It's not bad. Right?
0: No. Anyway, sheets spelled s h s h e a t s could not be shapes. S h e
1: e t z. Right. You can't get a delicious breakfast sandwich. No. Here. This
0: was this house was not designed based on the uh, <laughs> the ordering by touchscreens. Fortune.
1: Revolutionary though. I love yep. going back up north. I get to you know patronize some some sheets. Yeah.
0: I bet I bet it won't be long till you start getting some of those nearby your residence
1: seems like it should have happened already,
0: yeah, or it's like they just skipped over you guys because they have are they south of me too? There's some south of you, there's some, some weird b- Bullshit. Like, I remember um like I think there was some driving down there i there was like w- way further south than I thought I mean there's some place in Virginia. Off ninety five, that I was always like, okay, this is the last sheets. This is the last outpost of right. the empire, and it seems like really far away. But this last time, this last November, doing that trip, I uh, I want to say I was in North Carolina. No, and it was like, how is there a sheets here? Why would they skip?
1: This is a this is like a breadbasket for this is the land of opportunity here. Well,
0: maybe it's already too built up, right?
1: Ah, oh, I don't know, man. When we cut to this close up though, I I don't want to lose this real quick. Mm-hmm. So all of this reflection nonsense in the background, these hooded camera operators and weirdness going on in the reflections, which I'm sure like you hood your you cover yourself in like black sheets and blankets and then it it does blend in with the background. Mm-hmm. If it, you just saw like people's shirts and their faces, and it would stand out. But they, you know, hood themselves, and it works. But when we cut to this close-up, where we have this debate whether or not we're crossing the line, you can see the pool in the background, and the glass panes, the the wall, the glass wall, which is in different sections. As the dude leans forward, you can see his reflection leaning forward back there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it almost... It, we're almost looking straight on at him and his reflection. But you can't see, even though that's all glass back there, you can't see any reflections of camera crew or anything. And I just, there's a line going down the middle of the frame, just just to the right of center, where there's a new piece of glass wall that starts. Mm-hmm. The one on the left has these glorious reflections. The one on the right is, like, completely bereft of reflections. I see what you're saying. See what I mean? So did they, like, do those open and they were able to angle one of them? Or, like, what? How did they? remove one? Do you think it's removed?
0: I don't know. Like, you see the panes, you're right, like, maybe, like, okay, so you can see where one ends and one begins, it just looks like the different panes of glass, but maybe one is just removed, so there's no reflections. Maybe they open. You can't really tell. Hmm. Yeah, maybe they
1: just took it out. But this this kind of thing is very challenging. It's like, you're painting yourself into corners here, visually. So maybe they did just take it out. It's like, we just can't shoot around all these... Reflections everywhere Must be very taxing Anyway those are my visual Slash reflective surfaces notes Mm -hmm. Well my reflective Surfaces notes I want to talk about When the dude comes back And sits down all weirdly Real quick because We see this reflection again And they probably shot This scene where he gets up And where he goes and sits down Back to back since it's the same setup. And so you can see... So behind the dude, just when he sits down, you can see the reflection back there. And there's a post going up from the wall to the ceiling. It's white, whitish, grayish, just to the left of that. If you watch, somebody in the crew raises their hand. Like, I I want to say, like, I don't know, there's signaling jackie to walk in or jackie treehorn stand in ben gazar's stand in to walk in somebody's moving their arm their arm goes straight up i don't know if you can see this
0: this is um after the dude sits down
1: right he does his weird little i am very casually sitting here nothing to see here i'm okay with his crazy eyes and then you can see somebody raise their hand up in that reflection just to the left of that post Right when he sits down and somebody lifts their hand up. I don't know why I'm hyper-focusing on all these reflections. I just find it fascinating to see through the veil once in a while.
0: I don't see it. I see what I think might be what might look like a hand being raised. A raised hand, but it doesn't ever move. Yeah, it moves, man. Okay, so do you see... All right.
1: In the background, you've got the um, diagonal line of the... Wall and the reflection, right? It's all the way on the left. Yeah. And there's kind of this big white square. Hmm. And then as that white square starts to deteriorate into the foliage, yes, in the background, yes, you can see our humped, cloaked shape okay, from yes. earlier. That's the whole, yes. Okay. There's that. Now keep moving just to the right, which would be. I'm not sure how to say. If you think about it, you know which way right is. Yes. Right. Okay, and then there's a little. So the humped shape is kind of on top of these. There's a couple of leaves there, which are kind of bright. They have a couple of little highlights of light on them. Y- yes. And then keep moving towards that vertical post. Mm-hmm. So halfway between the humped shape and the vertical post, there's the first set of uh, highlighted leaves, and then another little clump of highlighted leaves.
0: Oh. Shoot, I saw it now.
1: And it's on that How second in the set. Heck
0: did you ever see that?
1: Well, I was looking for
0: it. Because it's so dark. It's right. a whole dark right. area, but it's not where I was looking.
1: You can see it, though. I mean, it's obviously that's obviously people. insane.
0: I don't think I. If you said, look at that glass pane and try to find that, like I don't know <laughs> if I could ever do it without being shown it. Just like walk, being walked through it like you just did. Wow.
1: But there they are, you know?
0: There it is, yeah.
1: Boop. It's like they're looking at their script. I don't... What are they doing? They're looking at the monitor. They're bringing headphones up to their... Who knows what they're doing? But there There's they some are. some movement, yeah. If they just would have stayed the fuck still, you'd never, ever, ever see them. But they had to move. So that's why I'm thinking, like, they're signaling... Because they probably shot this, you know, in one continuous take. So they had to signal either Ben Gazzara or his stand-in to come in so the dude had somebody to react to, I guess, you know? hmm So it's like, okay, go. Come on in. It's all I, can, all I can imagine there. Doesn't really matter, but somebody is there. Um, Jackie Treehorn has personalized stationery. Yes. What font now is that? Now we're getting
0: to the meat of the issue here.
1: Rockwell... <laughs> I know that fucking font.
0: Yeah, it seems like a font, or at least you know, there's fonts like that. It's a kind of a, jeez, I don't know. I want to say it's like makes me think of like the 1940s. Yeah, it's uh, shit. Right. Um, why but am I'm I so font stupid in the terms of actually knowing the names of many fonts? But what is that style called? It's not just
1: fonts. Um. You know, like Netflix, you know, golden age of Hollywood type of font. What is that? Not Googie. No. It's um, Art Deco. Art Deco? Okay. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe yeah. a little Art Deco-y. Yes, Why was that so difficult? It smacks of some Art Deco-ness. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're getting to the meat of the issue. I like that. No pun intended. Why do you say that?
0: Well, we so this. I think the central piece of this entire minute, which we never actually played, but at this point, oh shit, probably doesn't matter. Oh well, is this sketch of a man (laughs) with an erect penis, also highly stylized, highly stylized, and that's
1: why I took a little pause with that. I can't even be sure that this is in fact a man how can you be sh- like the curved lines it's very um you know a lot of these sort of soft curvy lines could indicate femininity obviously there's a giant penis and two testicles but we don't know if it's real it could be a strap-on of some sort
0: well it could just be from, it's from his imagination right it could be anything it combines the best of both worlds how's quite that simply a woman
1: with a giant penis combines the best of both worlds in that's Jackie what, Treehorn's mind. Who says that? <laughs> wait,
0: that's, wait! Who says
1: that? That's 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 somebody what I've said it. From where? That's where did you hear I've this? Heard. Stop it! What are you talking about?
0: Where have you heard it? It's it's just a common aphorism, right? Where have you been spending your nights, man? Star Trek: The Next Generation, <laughs> Best of Both Worlds, Part One and Part Two. I find it hard to believe that TNG had
1: uh, women with giant cocks.
0: Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't seen every episode. Men with soft, womanly curves. Well, it's not all black and white. It's not all binary. It's Fifty Shades of Gray, Brad.
1: So many shades of gray, starring
0: Steve Buscemi. I assume you saw that, Steve? Steve Buscemi? Yeah. Are you saying there's, like, a parody video? Yes. Or they, is he actually in the movie?
1: Well, I don't know if he's in the movie, but they recut a trailer for Fifty Shades of Grey, but they replaced all the reaction shots with scenes of Stevie B over the years
0: in various films. I did not actually see that. Well, we'll put it in there. That sounds pretty awesome.
1: It Yeah, it's not as awesome as I wanted it to be,
0: but still pretty good. It's a great concept. It is but maybe in reality it's not as great as it is not, in our minds not not quite as great but this look at the look at the sketch's head mhm okay
1: you've got the head and you've got the left arm and then the legs don't go all the way down mhm but what about this face how is that that's how you make a human head and face area.
0: Well, it's not really a face, but I mean, yeah, that extra line kind of gives it some uh, sense of three dimension, dimensionality. It does. No, I'm not saying I hate it or anything. I kind of like it because I would be
1: tempted to spend too much time and try to make it look real. And then it would be really stupid looking, Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: but he didn't, he just totally abstracted that shit. And it's like, He's got the curvy line kind of outlining a head shape, but then another like C looks like a capital C Whoop! and they come together. Like you said, it's sometimes like when you're trying to sketch out or storyboard a scene for a movie, Mm -hmm. you'll do the two lines. You can kind of get. The sight line, like where the character is supposed to be looking, there's no detail on the face at all. It's just a vertical line and then a horizontal line, kind of describing a line of longitude and latitude. And then where the intersection of those two is, that would be the direction, the the sight line. So he's doing something similar here.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It reminds me kind of, and I feel like the closest... I've, I've, there's a word for maybe this style, right? And I think impressionism. Well, I mean, it reminds me. I think of some. Maybe I'm thinking of something very specific. I mean, on one hand, it does kind of remind me of like the line art of Picasso, right? Right. He's done some of this line art, and it's kind of like that. But I feel like there's someone else that does. There's another artist who's kind of a oh, thingy that yes, also yes, does yes. this kind of line art. That's it's actually more like his.
1: Yes, it's. Uh, he is. He was friends with Warhol. Uh, we went to the Andy Warhol Museum in Pittsburgh. I saw some of his shit. I think I know who you're talking about. Maybe not. Might be somebody completely different. But it was very line arty, but like mind blowing at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can he convey such like emotion? With a couple stupid lines, right?
0: In such a sense of like, yeah, emotion and space and weight, yeah, 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 And time and all of it. But it's just like that with a couple lines. Yeah, who was that
1: dude? Ah, oh, I'm never gonna. Well, hour and fourteen in. I'm. It's time to randomly start, start
0: googling. It's googling the podcast shit. where
1: we where we
0: <laughs> just Google stuff.
1: We'll figure it out, and if we do,
0: uh, Basquiat.
1: Yes, that is who I mean. Is that not who you were thinking of?
0: I don't think it is. Damn. Although it is kind of, I I guess. I see where you're going with that, too.
1: I guess it's more splattery than linearty, but it's very like, I don't know. Some of them are kind of Lionart-y. There's one called the Artist. If you look at that one. There's a little more detail to it, but I, I get the same kind of feeling. It's very abstract. Doesn't really care if, you know, for instance, the human form has the correct number of arms.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's more about a, a feeling.
1: It's about a feeling. Than yeah. that kind
0: of accuracy, right? Right. That's what we've been saying this whole time with this podcast, really, when it comes to, to filmmaking and other forms of art.
1: Right. Consistency is the tool of little minds. As is over attention to detail, perhaps. Yes. Depending on the detail.
0: And by tool, you mean Hobgoblin. (laughs) Of course.
1: Yes, thank you. Thank you. Always keeping me honest. But the left arm on this sketch, too, it just kind of comes to a weird-ass little point. Just fades off into nothing. It's Mm -hmm. almost as if this person is, like, thrusting their member out there. Just, like... Shining it out to the world is uh,
0: you know, eighteen inch long giant rod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and while the you know, like you say, the arms and the legs are kinda incomplete, you just kinda get a sense of like a torso and a head, and then the upper part of the legs and the upper part of the arm, that's it. But it kind of elegantly also just kind of goes into nothingness the way he's drawn these little squiggles. Yeah. In a very uh, masterful way. The the penis is couple squiggles. I mean it's two lines, but, but it's kinda detailed. Like there it's is great. A, there is a long shaft. There is a discernible head. Right. There are there are uh the, the collar a scrotum that clearly contains two testicles.
1: Right. And the penis doesn't actually connect to the scrotum, but it's okay. You know, you're it's it's giving well, again, the, it the, gives the right that impression sense of space. Mm-hmm
0: the way they don't connect like that. Like, you you feel like there's, like, these layers of, like, a, you know, there's the torso with the hips and buttocks and thighs, and then there is a testicles, and then there is a penis, and there's these layers to it. Yeah. I mean, I I really, this really inspires me. It makes me want to practice drawing. I know, and it's like you don't
1: have to draw a nose and, like, shade in the nostrils, which at any time I ever tried to do it made it just look like some weird pig nose. I could never Mm -hmm. do it. You can just use simple, simple lines. As long as you have a sense of the space, like you said, the space, you don't need it to be overly detailed. And it's a circumcised penis that want the left I guess the bottom part of the penis, it comes in, and just towards the tip, it angles in a little bit, you're like, oh, yep, it's been circumcised. It's really well done. And I like the way, now, if it is, in fact, a man, this man got back. I like the way the, like the line of the back comes down, and then the buttock comes out on a nice curve.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just... Yeah, it's a really nice buttock curve he drove there. It's well
1: done. It's just really well done. And then the right leg, the character's right leg, it didn't need the inside line. So the right leg is composed of one one short curved line. But you get it, you know? That's all Mm -hmm. you need.
0: Mm -hmm. I wonder if this is like the one thing he knows how to draw. And he's just been practicing it for years, probably. Like he one day maybe accidentally drew it like this. I was like, wow, that's pretty good. And then it's just been drawing it again and again. My grandmother was that way. What would she draw? She always draw? Drove, drew the same thing. What was it? Whenever there was like a piece of paper, like dry, it was always like a, um, it was that Kilroy is here thing. Oh, the Where sticks! Like album. With a fence with a guy's nose coming over it. You're not talking
1: about the sticks album?
0: Well, I'm not, but I think that might've been in a, a, a uh, you know, that somehow later on affected sticks. See this, um,
1: that's doesn't seem too difficult to draw.
0: I'm not saying it was difficult. I'm not saying she had Jackie Trehorn's masterful, anything. I'm just saying she always drew the same thing.
1: Gotcha. And it was this Kilroy was, did she write the words? Kilroy was here too? No, she didn't. She just, the man, just a little the fence figure
0: with the man peering over it with his nose sticking over, which is very phallic. If you look at it. True. True. Your grandmother was a bit of a
1: perv, maybe.
0: Well, only, you know, and again, we talked about the repression of that time, right? Maybe that was a, uh, you know, that drawing was a way to, you know, exercise some some need. Maybe. Right? Some need to express. The Sexuality. Felicity. You couldn't, you couldn't uh, just go around drawing phalluses left and right. You had to hide them in plain sight. You know, the Kilroy was here image owed its magnetism to its phallic nature. I yeah. think that's probably beyond dispute. You've got the two
1: dots for the eyes and then the elongated proboscis. We're just uncovering all kinds of shit here.
0: Seriously, we just took it to the next level, dude.
1: Won't be able to top that. Uh, What else? What else? I mean, I could talk about this this sketch all day. Just the size of the member. It's clear what Jackie Treehorn's priorities are.
0: It might be worth having some sort of, like, a man with erect penis or i guess you know i will always consider it a man with an erect penis you're throwing out here it could be a woman with an erect penis so it's just i guess i don't want to you know be too prescriptive here right it's a little curvy let's say person with a erect penis humanoid with erect penis i mean i would say it's a man and men can be curvy too men can be curvy (laughs) 2. Strong
1: men also curve. I want to, I'm going to regret saying this, but the scrotum is a backwards 3. One of our listeners is very into trifectas in this film. Things happening in groups of 3. Uh, and we just had one last episode with the, there was a threefer of move-ins, we had a dolly-in, we had the dude lean in, and then, I forget, we had Jackie walk. There were three things that happened that brought the action closer. Right? Oh, no, and the uh, the zoom in onto the notepad, that's what it was.
0: Right, right, right.
1: And now we cut to this, and there is a three right there. The scrotum is a three.
0: Well, yep, yeah,
1: there it is. And then half of the head is a C, C three. We just need a... P and an O.
0: Well, well, his uh, curvy buttock is almost like a P. It's almost like a P. The and head of the penis is, an, is o. an O. There you go. It's a C- Star 3PO. Wars reference. <laughs> Fucking Star Wars. It's a reference to Star Wars.
1: Encoded into Jackie Treehorn's naked humanoid penis sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, just, it's good. I'm just writing it down.
0: Uh, uh,
1: uh, that's a lot of words I got to type right now. Uh, okay, I seriously, almost done here. Audio note, real quick. And this is Henry Mancini starts out the minute. Does it change or is it still Henry Mancini? Because this song changes. Right when Jackie re-enters the room, boom, it starts a different track. Does it? Yeah, pretty sure. The music changes one way or
0: another. I'm trying to listen to it now, which I know, again, yeah, always t- makes for compelling radio. Compelling radio, but it gets quiet right when the dude is
1: running back to sit down on the couch and right. act casual. No, I hear you. Dead silent, and then it sounds like a different piece of music starts up. So I'm just wondering if that's continuing with the same Mancini album or is it a completely different track? I was hoping right. you could enlighten me.
0: I didn't really notice that, so I'm not a hundred percent sure, although I'm looking really quickly at what might help me with yeah, I don't know. Mm. I guess I don't know the answer.
1: Well, you got the soundtrack. You can't you can't look that up. You don't you have yeah, it
0: that's, accessible? Right there. That's no longer. That is no longer the same song. Different song, but is it? Is it the Mancini song? Right. I don't know. Well, what is? What
1: Henry Mancini song was playing first? Lujon. Jean. Jean. So what's the? I mean, is it on Spotify? We could find out what's next I'm on that album.
0: Hear that out.
1: And then Although see I if I think we might have it.
0: To table it for next time.
1: We'll table it. We'll revisit it. And we'll get to the bottom of that. We don't have to do it right now. I wanted to point out that I'm also watching Better Call Saul, which debuted, and I love it. It's fantastic.
0: I heard it's good. I've never seen Breaking Bad.
1: Yeah, you gotta watch that first.
0: I st- Yeah, I still haven't gotten to, to Breaking Bad. Shameful. I mean, I did finally, we did super, super power through Game of Thrones. Wow, yeah. We, we watched all four seasons in about a month. Holy shit. Maybe a month and a half. Yeah, it's really good. Which it was so freaking addicting. Like you know, yes, the show we were watching previous to that, I probably, I'm sure I mentioned this before, was Friday Night Lights. Oh that took us yeah. Two years to go through that. I did we that went, in about three months. Yeah, went. Yeah, we did. We did two years of Friday Night Lights, and then, uh, pretty much a little over a month for four seasons of Game of Thrones. That's amazing. Pretty much we were watching, it was just like, yeah, we should go to sleep. No, fuck that. We gotta watch another episode. Yeah, I pretty much went a month completely sleep deprived. We were watching, like, two episodes <laughs> a night. Pretty <laughs> much almost every night. That's beautiful. Ugh, Whereas I'm so we, jealous. Normally we would watch of another show, maybe two episodes a week. There'd be two different days where we might be like, yeah, we can watch something tonight. This was just like, fuck it. Like... You know, I I get home from work it'd be like these kids we got to get them to bed so we can watch the next game of thrones dude. <laughs> <laughs> nice game of thrones. I got something to live for. I
1: know Let's that's do it That's the same way. Breaking bad'll do that to you too.
0: Yeah, we'll start that next I think. We Yeah, we'll start that next.
1: I I mean I'm a little embarrassed to be talking about TV, you know, my stories. Oh, let's talk about my stories. But the
0: stories are so good nowadays. They're really good. And we talked about this, right? See, this is the problem. We're saying the same things again, because I know we talked about TARS and they're able to improvise another episode. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I talked about how long it took us to watch Friday Night Lights and the fact that we watched Game of Thrones in another episode. Well, I forgot. I forgot, so. But we all forget. Yeah. So if you forget, the listener's forgotten, too, maybe. Well... But I don't know, but wait, what? What were we saying? What was uh, the thing we were about to repeat that we've said before? Um, <laughs> I don't know. We already repeated it. TARS and Friday night lights. No, something about like you were embarrassed to talk about TV. Or oh, something. no, I'm not repeating oh, yeah, no, anything. It's just like it's the golden age. Right. Yeah. Like, just, that's where all the creativity is going. You can't make a movie anymore. Right like making a com- really compelling thing that still has some budget that you can work with and make a quality product that's not a hollywood blockbuster it's television i know it i know it and that's why woody allen is now doing that right like big names wait woody allen's doing tv now he is making an amazon original series no fucking way wow yeah. because you can't make a movie like the the article that i read more or less said like you can't make a movie for like two to four million dollars anymore not really you can't like in the sense that no one will finance that like that's what like woody allen wants or that's what like some of these other like avant-garde or even like indie directors let's just like okay i want to like a five million dollar movie it's a small movie no one will finance a movie that small anymore which is crazy you know yeah, it's either like we will finance this movie Transformers 12. Yes, or we'll give you like $100,000, $500,000, but not <sighs> 5 million, not 10 million. Those are exceedingly rare now. So, and I guess that you know, but that's kind of the sweet spot where you can actually make something that's quality but also, you know, be experimental and you know, have some some uh you know, talent in I'll, I'll send there. So, Again, more and more of these people are either, A, not making a movie, like John Waters hasn't made a movie, I think, in like 10 years or something like that. What do you think he does on a given day? He um, writes now, he writes a book and does like a speaking circuit and bemoans the fact that he can't make movies anymore because the business model has changed.
1: He's got to get on IFC and do some wacky shit.
0: Well, yeah, that's it, right? I mean, and maybe that's his next thing. There'll be a Netflix original series with John Water, right? David Lynch.
1: Look, David Lynch is back in it. Soderbergh He's back to TV. Does the so, Nick? Yep. David Fincher, House of Cards, Frank yeah. Darabont, The Walking Dead.
0: It's where everybody's going. That's where you go now. It's crazy, and, but, and it's awesome too because now also you don't you instead of just having two hours to tell your story, yeah. You can get 20 hours, 40 hours. It's true. Yeah. And again, the brilliant thing is like having these 10 episodes, like seasons, right? Where where half of it isn't just filler. Right. It Stringed all means something. Like network television would do. Highly distilled content. Yeah. It's just distilled, right? I mean, and that's what everyone said about uh, True Detective.
1: That was so great.
0: It was an it was an eight hour movie. It wasn't a TV show.
1: So awesome.
0: It was kind of the first thing that was truly. I mean, like we've been moving toward that, but that was kind of like the first time that actually happened. Right. Same director, same writer. All written as one, conceived as one thing, filmed as right. one, a cohesive piece. story. Yeah. It had a beginning, middle, and end. That was it. <laughs> but yeah, Walking Dead just started up again.
1: Yeah, I mean. I'm not going to stop watching it, but.
0: I I still like the damn show. I, I do, too. I never was. I mean, there have been haters from the very beginning. Like, they went back, like, after the original six episodes, and they went to, like, you know, they're just like, oh, this show, I can't take it anymore. Everyone's, blah. you know, I was never. And maybe it was just that early reaction to those haters being like, what are you talking about? This show is just getting better and better that now I'm still like, I don't know. I still love it. I, I can't get behind Like, this show seems to attract so much hate. People love to, like, hate-watch it, or they love it, but they also just love to complain about it. But it's,
1: uh... Isn't it, like, the most popular show on television?
0: Yeah. It beats football.
1: Right. Crazy. Sunday
0: Night Football goes up against that and gets more viewers.
1: That is madness. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So... I don't want to spoil it or anything, so I'm going to try to be careful... So I'm just talking about shows in general. What irritates me about television shows like that is that especially ones, and maybe exclusively ones, that have more of an ensemble cast, eventually the show gets popular enough that what appears to happen is that they can't afford to pay all of the actors to be in every episode. So then you just start, Mm -hmm. like... Like, diving down into tertiary characters' story arcs, which may or may not be fucking interesting, man. And sometimes not. And it's just, like, so frustrating.
0: I see what you're saying. And
1: it's like, then you'll just throw in, like, 20 seconds worth of some other characters because that that actor or actress... Now commands a million dollars an episode or whatever, like the Friends thing where they were each getting a million an app and it's like, holy shit, we can't afford this, but then they'll I can only imagine they'll take a week and they'll just shoot a bunch of little one off like ten second scenes just to pepper in here and there in uh, episodes that are otherwise just focusing on some like third level character they don't give a shit about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that,
1: that irritates me. Which is why Breaking Bad is great because the cast was small enough that I mean, really, it was I don't know, just a just a handful, just two or three mm-hmm. really that mattered. So yeah. they could they could all be in every episode. It was fine.
0: Right, yeah. I never really thought of it that way, like the business angle.
1: Mm-hmm. But And I could be wrong, but it's just that seems like yeah. what happens sometimes. And I don't like it. Because, you know, Walking Dead, you want to see Rick and Daryl, basically, all the time. And Michonne. You just want to
0: see them. I don't necessarily agree with that. Like, when they do the weird, you know, side episode that's just, like, what happened to Becky, or what happened to the governor, you know, like, I love those. I give a little pass to the
1: governor, because they spent a couple of seasons, like... Where right. he was a main player. Yeah. But like back And again, he- that
0: story with his, I thought was so good. Yeah, it was pretty good. And it good. set up the whole ne- rest, you know, next several episodes too. But.
1: Yeah, that was well done. I'll give him credit for that. I don't and hate I
0: think that. that's part of what keeps the show fresh though, is the same time they start exploring. Because if it was just like five straight seasons of nothing but Rick. Well, it didn't have to be, you know, nothing but Rick, but. Right. I just,
1: I don't know. It's not like a, a show like True Detective or Breaking Bad, or even for that matter, uh, like Six Feet Under. They had, they worked, each episode worked, but the show worked as a whole too. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And I don't feel like The Walking Dead is doing that, and maybe that's okay but i I, mean, I like the, that The Walking
0: Dead it. definitely tells a lot of like separate stories, right They'll definitely do the spin off and you're right. They do the thing when whenever you meet a tertiary character, you know at some point they're going to do the three episode arc where they just explain like what happened to that tertiary character or right. that what's that person's backstory right They'll eventually get there, but I also think that's just part of what the show is. It's kind of like. I guess you know there's a million stories out there in the zombie post-apocalypse to tell. That's part yeah. of its its format for me. Okay, and they tend to all be good. Yes, there is a frustration that I maybe you know I don't know if it's the exact same with you. But I feel where it's like, oh, we're following this group of survivors. There's a cliffhanger, and it's like I can't wait to see next week. And the next week, it's not even about them. Right. You right. You have to sit through three episodes of a different story right. until we get back to what happened to them. And that cliffhanger. And it's kind of like, oh, my God. Like, really? But maybe that's how they get you, you know? Yeah. Keep
1: hanging on. I don't know. It's fine. I still like it. I'm not going to stop watching. I like to watch it. It's a good show.
0: Yeah. Like you say, at this point, they're going to have to really screw some shit up hardcore for a long amount of time to actually, like, stop watching.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: They would have to be really bad. But I,
1: I'm impressed with Better Call Saul especially as a spin-off show it within you know the first 20 30 minutes of the first episode it's like okay this is definitely its own thing i mm-hmm. like it
0: yeah that's what i've that's what i heard not that i saw breaking bad or even really understand a whole lot about these characters or anything but several of the th- reviews i've kind of picked up on seem to say like it doesn't even need to be a spin-off of the breaking nope. like it just because nope. it's so much of its own thing. Yeah. It's
1: pretty great. I used to think that BitTorrent was bitter rent. Like you, okay. you, you were sort of like not wanting to pay for housing.
0: Right, I gotcha.
1: You were mad about it. But it's BitTorrent. That's how you pronounce that. Mm-hmm. They've, a
0: torrent of bits.
1: A torrent just... Streaming down at flooding, you. Flooding, it, just inundating you with all the bits. They've got their own original programming as well. Now that they're developing,
0: I have to say, I don't fully <laughs> really understand that. I don't either. I mean, I understand. So BitTorrent, well, it kind of started out as a, just kind of like rogue technology, so to speak. Like it is, I believe there is some sort of like company involved in this now. Like, <laughs> For example, you can get this BitTorrent Sync, which kind of works like Dropbox. Okay. But it it uses the BitTorrent protocol, and it's just, again, distributed among all your machines. It's not like there's, like, you know, with Dropbox, there's one central repository. But so, at the same time, so I know there's, like, some kind of entity behind that. So, yeah, I don't really get it.
1: So, BitTorrent, kind of like Michael Corleone, they've... At least they're trying to go legitimate. It's not just for pirating television shows anymore.
0: Yeah, I guess. So so I'm looking at this now on Wikipedia. BitTorrent is a private company that's responsible for the ongoing development of the BitTorrent peer-to-peer protocol.
1: Yeah, because wasn't it just about uploading your music and your movies and shit and then sharing
0: them? I mean, to share whatever you want, right? So theoretically, you could use it to share um legitimate content, right? And what's great about BitTorrent is so let's say like let's your say s- I, sketches of naked humanoids. Yeah. So let's say I did have a file I wanted to share. Right. And let's say it was even you know an important file to share. It's important for the society good, right? Like it's whatever it is. Um like it's like oh the Snowden leaks, right? He has six hundred gigabytes of, of files to share. It's like, how do you do that, right? And if you put it on a server, that server is just going to be clobbered with that traffic, right? You need some huge infrastructure to serve that out. Okay. Well, BitTorrent kind of solves that problem by distributing that across all the machines on the internet that are participating in essence. Right.
1: They have to participate first,
0: though. Right. So in essence, if I want to download this file, I'm also sharing it at the same time. Right. But the way it does it is it takes that file and splits it up into all these small pieces. So no one gets hit with like the load like Napster before it was again, this peer to peer sharing, but it was very much like, let me find another computer out there that has it. And you're going to download the entire copy from them. BitTorrent again, does some more magic with math and cryptography and stuff to just kind of distribute that load across everyone evenly. Hmm. So, I mean, it's an interesting technology from that standpoint, right? So it, it allows you to decentralize the distribution of files and allows you know again everyone in the network to kind of you know split that burden up versus having like a centralized server that could fail or be shut down or something like that hmm. so that's kind of the you know the and I know there's a lot of nuances that I am not tackling here I'm uh, giving the kind of like five cent explanation without a doubt of this that's technology. close enough so what does the BitTorrent company do exactly, and what is their business model? I don't know. I'm not saying they don't have it. I'm just saying I don't know, because I don't know a whole lot about the company. But I do know well, part of are other products out there. Like, again, this like kind of Dropbox competitor and things like that. Part of their business
1: model, apparently, is original programming now. Yeah, apparently.
0: <laughs> well... I mean, they're, I mean, I can kind of see them as similar. Nah, I don't even know. I mean, are they similar to kind of like, I think of like another word, another uh, open source software like... Um, Wait, is BitTorrent open source though? I, I believe so. Well, they make a protocol, right? So BitTorrent is just a protocol and then different software can implement that protocol. So I believe, yes, in that case, it's... Yeah, it's weird. It might not really be a, a full-on perfect analogy. But again, they are creating something that's that they are not necessarily fully in control of.
1: Hmm. Well, children of the machine, you'll be able to view exclusively on BitTorrent. It's an original sci-fi pilot.
0: Might be time to uh, fire up BitTorrent.
1: Maybe followed by seven more episodes if 250,000 users paid nine ninety five for the whole season.
0: Okay. So they're charging for it?
1: Well, this seems like some sort of weird-ass crowdsourcing. Okay. Uh,
0: Clearly, we should have maybe done a little bit of research before bringing it up.
1: Maybe, maybe. But last summer, it says the company announced that it would launch an original sci-fi pilot called Children of the Machine for free. Followed by seven more episodes. If two hundred fifty thousand users paid nine ninety five for the whole season, okay. So if you get a quarter of a million schleps to pay ten bucks for eight episodes of a show, everybody else gets it for free.
0: <laughs> so it's kind of like the um, like NPR model, right? Like pledge your support,
1: right, right.
0: Everyone gets to like tune in and watch these shows, but pledge your support because you want to support this existing. Right. I mean, hey, try other models, right? It's sure. More power to them. Well, a I lot am- of
1: podcasts are doing that now too. Right. Have their little fundraising Kickstarter campaigns, and mm-hmm. people like you and I just
0: right. And if BitTorrent again suck has off this the kind of ethos of sharing content like this, right? So, what's the business model for that? Like, if all Hollywood movies are just end up on BitTorrent and anyone can download them. Right, so it's in their interest, maybe, to show this model working.
1: Right, and at least it's an ethos.
0: Say what you will. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I think so. We've really gone through the whole, we're talking about random stuff on the internet. We don't know a whole lot about Googling it, trying to figure it out in real time.
1: Yeah, I think we've put our time in, in in uh, that arena.
0: That's the signal. One of these days will end one of these more cleanly.
1: I think it's been this long. Um, I doubt it. I doubt it. Just another day on the poop deck, Brad. Next time on Gutterball.
0: He lives in North Hollywood on Radford, uh, by the In-N-Out Burger.